Welcome, everyone, to the Unfiltered Podcast. Lee Stevenson here from Orlando, Florida, broadcasting live. I have the privilege to be a local church planter and oversee church planting for Converge. I'm Danny Parmalee and oversee church planting for Converge Mid-America, coming from the Nashville studio today. And uh, it's fun to, to have you as my sidekick here. Danny, and today we're going to have just an honest conversation about church planning, and specifically, why is church planning so hard? Um, you know, I, that may seem like a simple question, but the reality is, that is reality. And so many times I sit down with with new church planters, I'm sure you do, and going, this is harder than I thought it was going yeah. to be. Um, yeah. So let me throw the question at you first. Like, Sure. Why is church planning so hard? Like, how do you answer that question when people come it, to you and begin to whine and complain? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I literally in the last couple of weeks, those have been the exact like, hey, this is this is so much harder than I thought um, type of thing. Um, I, I think the reason why it's most difficult is because it is so personal. Uh, in other words, as things don't go the way that you expected or the way that you want them to go, um, you kind of almost have to look at yourself because you're the one that's starting it. You're starting it from nothing. Whereas, you know, if you if you took some job or even ministry, uh, you know, a church that's been around for a while, you can easily kind of point the finger and say, well, you know what, this there's a bad culture here. And, you know, there's these elders that are in place and they've been in power for, you know, 20 years or, hey, they just have a really bad sound. I don't know. You, you can just say anything. You can point the finger where. As a church plant, everything that happens is your fault, good or bad. You know, Amen. you're you're the one that's setting the culture. It's like, oh, there's bad leaders in place. Who put those leaders in place? You know, or man, this is a horrible facility. Who picked the facility? I mean, just anything that happens. And that's just I'm not even saying that's right. I'm just saying it's hard because it is so personal and it's tied to you. So I remember early on when people had asked. Danny, how are you doing? And all I did was report to them how the church was doing to even just recognize the danger in that of how closely tied it is to our own self-worth and how we're doing in that in that type of thing. So, all right, your turn. Um, I 100% agree with that perspective because I, I think there's an element of um, even when the offering is good, we killed it this week. Yeah. Um, you know, when the seats were full, man, God's good. He's blessing us. Um, and then when the opposite happens, it's like, shoot, what did I do wrong? And, yeah. and we personalize everything. And so I think that's that's definitely one of the things that planters, you've got to watch out for. Um, I think the other thing, too, and again, I, I want to be cautious in how I sound, but I, I think it's an element of we don't have a good theological understanding about spiritual warfare. Um, and I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, and the reality is like, as a church planter, when you're stepping out there declaring to the world, I'm going to plant a church, like you're declaring war from the heavenly perspective. Yeah. And, and I think we undermined, um, the, the challenges that's going to bring, um, all hell is kind of going to break loose in order to yeah. kind of push back on what you're trying to do. And I think sometimes we undermine 
um, or we don't have room in our theological box for how do we explain that supernatural side of what we're actually being a part of. And add it to the thing that I shared is when it's spiritual warfare that's personal. It's one thing where it's like spiritual warfare, like we got kicked out of the school. It's a different thing where it's like my my children are, you know, like somehow affected. Always or sick. Going or, to health yeah. or, yeah, you know, those, those types of things. If that's, you know, um, truly spiritual warfare stuff can just be really, you know, really difficult. Um, the, the other thing is I believe that, um, things are just so magnified, um, because everything is so small. So in other words, when you have, um, 40 people, uh, that are a part of your launch team, and if you have two and a half families leave, if there is such a thing, but let's just say, you know, there's some people that are connected, um, two and a half families leave, you go from 40 to We'll, we'll say 30 just because they've got a couple kids and maybe there was one friend that was coming with them, you know, husband, wife, maybe a, you know, a parent and, you know, two or three kids. So you go from 40 to 30. Um, losing two families when you're a 350 person church is nothing. It happens every single week. You know, you gain one, you lose one, but you, you lose, you lose 10 people uh, in, in one week that the whole feel and the dynamic can feel completely different. Yeah, you, know, you the lost a quarter shift. of your people. Right. Um, and and so I just feel like everything's magnified. And there is, there's just so much fear of getting to a place of stability that even the, the minor things feel more, more magnified. If someone is upset and then you're wondering, okay, well, are they going to be jabbering about this to essentially everybody in the church because they can because there's you know there's one launch team meeting or one group of people or one bowling outing that you'll all be at and will that person be like oh you know what you know the pastor did this wrong or i disagree with this decision who's with me and let's go you know let's let's leave this thing you know so uh, again i'm not saying it's right but there's just that fear that it's not going to work and then again it traces back to that how does that reflect on me personally i tried to do something and i failed at it and and I think some of that couples with the fact that sometimes I think as church planners we can walk forward with unrealistic expectations, where we just think, "Hey, I've I've raised X amount of dollars. Um, we put together a really cool marketing campaign. Um, I'm doing God's work. He's going to bless this." And we yeah. just assume that that's going to show up in people and finances. Yeah. And. And I think that's unrealistic from a, a pure expectation standpoint. Anytime you're starting something new, it's like you're having to overcome the gravitational pull. You know, I, I, I love living here by the Space Coast because even from my backyard, I can see the rocket take off. And there's nothing quite as spectacular as a night launch and watching this ball of fire just light up the sky. Um, you think about the enormous power that has to take place in order for that rocket to break out of Earth's gravitational pull. The same thing's true about any new business, any new startup. Like it, there's, there is a pull that is on you and it takes an enormous amount of work, enormous amount of energy in order to break out of that gravitational pull. I don't care if you're starting a restaurant, a tech company, a church, it's hard. And yeah. you just have to walk in with an expectation like, for three years, I'm going to work like I've never worked in my life in order to get yeah. this thing up and going and get out of that gravitational pull. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, uh, even, even you saying some, some of that, as far as like the expectation and you were talking about amount of money raised, um, it has been interesting for me to see guys that have raised significant amounts of money that still could never get it off the ground. So I, I do believe that, you know, you have to have the ability to raise money, but just because you have money does not mean that you will form a healthy, successful church. You, you, you cannot buy people to come to what you're doing. And guys will be like, I've got money. You can't. I can preach. <laughs> I've got money and I've got money and I can preach. And we've talked about that before on the preaching when everyone thinks they're a great preacher. I've got money. I can preach. So there's going to be a church that's launched out of this. Um, definitely not true. I can give you examples of guys who had money and it's, it's, you just, you, you can't. And you might think that you're really, really great, but there's other great people and other great churches and other people that want nothing to do with church at all because they're satisfied with their lives, how, how, how they are. And you can't force that spiritual transformation. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very, very difficult thing. It is. And, uh, I think, I think you just have to see yourself as a church planner. You're in it for the long haul. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there is a reason why there's a failure rate to church planting. Um, it is hard, um, but it is it worth it? A hundred percent. And so church planners that are listening to this, um, I, would, I want you to normalize the difficulties that exist when you're church planting. It is normal. It is normal to, to feel the tension. It's normal to feel defeated. It is normal to have seasons of discouragement. It is also normal to see wins. Um, and so relax, enjoy the journey, and uh, God's going to show you and point you, um, you know, through those seasons if you just allow him to. Um, but walk into it with a, a, a normal expectation of, yeah, this is going to be hard. Yeah, I, I, my biggest words of encouragement uh, for those that are listening is to focus on faithfulness. Um, I'm not opposed to big vision. I'm not opposed to setting goals, not opposed to working your tail end off because you have to do that, but to focus on just the faithfulness of it and allow the results up to God. The more that you can do that and say, I'm going to be faithful to what God's called me to. I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to pastor people. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to be creative and communicate all of those different things. I'm going to do all those things, but at the end of the day, I'm going to really trust God with, with the results. Some may come slow. Some may not come for a while. At some point, maybe it doesn't even work. I still think if you've been faithful to it, it isn't because you failed. If you were, if you were truly faithful to what God has called you to, that's, that's what matters in the end. And, and I love that perspective, Danny. It's like, if you can't be faithful with 50 people, why would God ever give you 500 people? Yeah. Um, all he asks us to do is be faithful with the things that he's placed in our hands and uh, do that and enjoy life. Um, trust that God's doing a great work. So um, church planning, yeah, it's hard, but it's worth it. And uh, we need more of you to be willing to take that journey and face the difficulties and uh, go forward. Um, lives depend upon it. Eternity depends upon it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast. And uh, we're just doing our job trying to keep it real. And uh, I would say until next time, you keep it real. 